on the air with Mr. Bain. Yeah, I was waiting for this call. He is great. He's uh, lead English in the Wellington College International. Is that right? That's completely right. And we've worked together quite a few times now, and I've always enjoyed it. And I would imagine you've got a very busy week lined up. Yeah, but it's an unusual week, Baz. And I'll tell you why it's an unusual week is uh, because of the Dragon Boat Festival. So we're actually trying to condense uh, a whole week into three days. So g- give me an example of uh, what, what you've done. I know you've done in the past words of the week um, and uh, phrases and uh, making stories. But if somebody was, was joining the school or viewing the school, what was going on, what could they expect in literacy three days, if you like? I'll start from last year, from what we did for literacy week there. And I'll kind of talk about how it's developed for this year. I I love a good theme for Literacy Week. I think um, we have to engage the children in lots of different types of literature, lots of different types of um, writing genres. Um, So last week we we decided to go for something that all children are familiar with, regardless of their cultural background. And we decided to do a week on kind of like classical tales and fairy tales. Because regardless of what culture you come from in the international school, you're always going to know some form of children's fairy tale or classical tale. So last year, um, our literacy week was very much inspired by things such as Alice in Wonderland. Um, What else did we look at? Um, Jack in the Beanstalk. All those things that children will be aware of growing up. Um, and we decided to get the children to write their own classical tales and end up with this kind of grand Mad Hatter's tea party at the end of the week um, to inspire the children to read more classical tales. Because these days, with so much fiction being published, like Harry Potter, etc., sometimes we lose those classical stories that were so great um, back, back when they were made. Um, so over this year... We basically, we've kind of restructured English almost um, in the international school and um, brought in a whole new load of books the children can access and started to look at how we can read and write um, for a whole different range of genres. So we've got um, lots of cultural tales now in the school. Um, For example, I know Year 4 are currently studying a book called Cinnamon, um, which is a book about um, an Indian princess. Uh, but the twist of the story is the princess can't see and can't talk. And they're currently looking at um, the different aspects of how that affects the, the wider world, what it's like to be someone who can't see or maybe not be able to talk. Um, and now in year six, we have just finished um, doing a whole project um, on doing film scripts, for example. We were looking at something like action and adventure films. And... This is now developing into a new project I bring in for next week, for Literacy Week, um, which is known as the Power of Pictures. This is actually a remodel of Literacy Week. So for those who are aware, Literacy Week was actually supposed to be in February. And I did have a very grand Literacy Week planned then. Now, I don't want to spoil the surprise because due to obviously the impact of COVID-19 this year, that Literacy Week has actually been uh, postponed till next year. 
So that was actually something slightly different. And um, I think the children are going to be very much looking forward to that one. Um, but this year, because now we, we've kind of moved it towards the end of the academic year and we've only got three days, we've decided to focus on um, a project called The Power of Pictures. Now, this was created by um, a charity in the UK and it's called the Centre for Literacy in Primary Education. And they've been going since um, the 70s and they've been doing lots of research into how to how to do writing and reading well in the classroom. And the power of pictures is all inspired by pitch books. And what they found in their research were year five, year six, year seven, year eight teachers, etc., um, kind of moved away from picture books entirely and were focusing on chapter books in class with their kids. And they kind of gave picture books a bit of a bad reputation as being only for key stage one children. And they decided to produce this project to show that actually, regardless of your age, picture books are actually a very deep resource for reading and writing. So we have picked a book known as Grandad's Island. It's a very, very good book. It's one of my favorite picture books, actually. And it's going to be used as an inspiration, uh, inspirational medium for years one all the way through to year eight. So we've even got the secondary pupils accessing the same picture book. And each of the classes are going to be doing different pieces of writing inspired by this one picture book. That is, that is if you don't mind me saying, uh, inspired, to steal your word. It really mm. is. Very, very clever. So, so wow. Did you think of that? Um, I've actually done the Power of Pictures before in the previous school, um, but not this particular book. And th there's a reason why I chose this book, other than it being one of my favourite picture books, Baz. Um, it's, it's got more than one meaning, basically, in the book. I don't want to give too much away if, if any of the children are hearing, but um, well, when they do hear, sorry. But... Uh, it's one of these picture books that has a huge amount of, um, I don't know how I can describe it really. It, it can be seen in multiple perspectives. So um, I always do a little warm up activity with my pupils to get them thinking about picture books in more detail. And um, there is a very, very famous picture book. I don't know if you've heard of it, Baz. It's called Rosie's Walk. Yes, yes, I have heard of it. I have. Ah, okay, brilliant. So if anyone listening has ever heard of Rosie's Walk, um, it's a really, really good activity to do with children where you actually play a recording or you read Rosie's Walk to the kids without showing them any of the pictures. And you have them all talk about what the story is about, pretty much. And they all tell you, oh, it's a chicken walking through a farm. And then you reveal the pictures to all of the children and they're all shocked to see that actually there's a second storyline throughout the whole book, um, which I don't really want to give away okay. because if anyone's interested, I think they should go and check out Rosie's Walk. Um, but Grandad's Island works in a very similar way. And you can get lots of different types of writing from it, from descriptive pieces, narrative, right the way through to um, balanced arguments from the more older kids. Wow. Wow. Well, I'm going to ask you a favour. At the end okay. of lit Literacy Week, I, I know it's, it's, it's a bit of a rush, but it doesn't have to be done at the end of Literacy Week. When the mm. children have written their stories, would you be able to get them to record them and we can play them on the yeah. radio? Yeah, yeah. The, the children would love that. 
Yeah, of course he will. Of course he will. I will see if I can get um, a selection from different year groups so you can see the different models of writing that we've um, created from different year groups. That would be a that would be great. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah, of course. And, and this is this uh, this is going to go right across the, the the week, and and is the culmination of it, reading their stories and showing them and displaying them on on the boards. Yeah. Um. So there's going to be a different purpose for each year group. So you might have some of the younger children in year one and year two, um, using the book as inspiration for maybe descriptive pieces describing what Grandad's Island looks like. The images in the book are fantastic, Baz. Um, you can get a lot, a lot of detail out of these books. Um, but then, like I said, as we shift towards um, year seven and eight, they're going to be doing sort of like an argument discussing kind of like a philosophical nature, really, um, about whether the storyline is actually what the author was intending for people to take away from it. Or was there a deeper storyline running through the book from the beginning? Um, and then the idea is we're going to be producing um, a display of the different pieces of writing from year one to eight in the corridor to show that um, one one book can produce so many different perspectives, basically. Wow. Wow. I must admit, when I was younger, uh, we, we were doing a thing with um, Lord of the Flies. Do you remember that one? Uh, yes. I actually really, really enjoyed that book. Well, I did too. And uh, the the uh, English teacher at the end said, the story's about... Duh, 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 duh. And, I, and I said, well, can you stop there, sir? I just thought it was a really great adventure story. Mm. Mm. It's, it's, like I said, there are many stories out there that I think a lot of children either don't choose to read or don't read in various ways. And that's why I want to bring this kind of project into the school. I notice in the library, there's a there's a, a large section of picture books now. Yeah. Um, like I said before, Baz, like picture books are very accessible for all children. And you can get a lot from them, even for the older ages. I mean, in our international school, we they're a great resource even for things like vocabulary building because we have a huge range of children that come from different backgrounds of different languages now while we mainly teach in english and we have uh, chinese support from the teaching assistants we still have children from korea children from india children from eastern europe who are still on their the beginning stages of their learning journey in english and so giving them a chapter book is useless because they're not going to progress at the rate of the other children. So using a picture book in class to inspire writing is really beneficial for those children because not only are they accessing the vocabulary words that you're discussing, but they actually get to see it there live on the page. Um, you can imagine if you have a child who's like, for example, in my class, who speaks fluent Korean and he's just starting his English journey and speaks no Chinese. If I'm going to use the word lighthouse that appears in the book, that has no meaning. But as soon as I say lighthouse and can show an image, that child can start to um, make links between their own language and the English language. And it helps them to understand the vocabulary in a deeper way. Well, what did he say? A picture paints a thousand words? Exactly. Exactly. And shall I tell you what, there are so many picture books out there, Baz, that have no words in them at all. And some of those are just as good as those that are filled with language. 
Well, I must admit, when, when I was younger, I, I, uh, I'm an avid reader now, but when I was younger, I used to read comics. And then yeah. from, from comics, I then got into, um, there were illustrated stories. And the one I do remember was about Harry Houdini. And I learned all about Harry Houdini as a cartoon strip. And it was great. Yeah, I, I'm a big advocate for those as well. Um, I, I remember meeting with the parents back in the Michaelmas term. And we were discussing the different types of books that children like to read. And I, I tried to say to many parents since I've been teaching that, Books, regardless of what type they are, are a valuable asset, whether they be graphic novels, comic books, uh, picture books, chapter books. We don't have to always throw chapter books at children and say, this is how you learn to read. Um, things like comic books, it just brings out the enjoyment of reading, which makes children want to move on to chapter books. Um, I remember, I, I'm going to be completely honest here, Baz, when I was a kid, I hated reading which is funny now that I'm reading English in, in a school in China. But um, there was a book that actually turned me into an avid reader at the time. And um, it was Stormbreaker by Anthony Horowitz, which I know many teachers in the UK are going to say, yes, we've been using that for years. But it was so engaging for me at the time. And it was in graphic novel version that I could compare the two. But as soon as I started reading those books, I was off. It's well, always about finding the right book for the right child. Very true. Very true. Uh, I mean, I must admit, I, I did enjoy... Uh, I, was, um, I was working with a, a child that had some reading difficulties, and I spoke to the SEND department back in, back in uh, England, and I, I said, how can we improve this young man's, you know... And, and they said, have you, have you read Harry Potter? Have you shown him Harry Potter? Well, we did Harry Potter, and he just flew with it. He really did. It was great. Yeah, Exactly. Like many, many children, particularly reluctant readers, they avoid books because they've not found that spark in a book yet. I always call it a spark because it's that moment of imagination that you get where you're reading a book and it lights up in your head and you can see it happening. And I think finding the right book for that child can really bring about a love of reading so quickly. Um, but they have to go through so many books to find those books, Baz. That's the problem. Um, I mean, I didn't find Stormbreaker until I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so, good. yeah, it's, it, if that book is, tends to be a comic book or a graphic novel, then I just urge people, don't stop them. That's very good. I wish, I wish you'd have been my teacher, mate. You're so passionate about it. It's lovely. Yeah, what can I say, Baz? I, I, I love uh, development of language. So, and it's, it's ever since I've been working in schools, seeing children access language and getting excited about books and wanting to be creative writers is, is something that I just love being engaged with. Pictures are the way forward, particularly for EAL children. It's, they're really helpful. Don't forget, though, uh, once they've recorded, send, send me as much and as many as you've got and we'll air them on the wireless. Definitely, definitely. I, I will... Speak to them next week, and I will get some of them to uh, record for you especially, Baz. Oh, that's great. That's great. So I'm Mr. Bain, Year 6 teacher and English lead at Wellington College International Hangzhou. And next week, from Monday the 22nd of June, will be Literacy Week from Years 1 to Year 8 in the International School.